welcome to this week's sermon from C3 Church Narara. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Chris Brown. For more information or to contact us, visit c3church.narara.net. I'm just going to read a couple of verses. Uh, The first one's from Colossians 3. And uh, you can see there it says, Put on as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness and patience, bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you, so also you must forgive. And then read on. It says, above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony, and let the peace of God, excuse me, rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body. And be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. Now, notice there's a list of expectations there, a list of behaviours that we are called on to follow. We should live a certain lifestyle. But notice part of the real key in order to do it is embedded in there. It's about verse 16, I think, and it says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Now, I want you to think about the word of God dwelling in you because that's the key. That's the power of God living in us. The word planted in us like seeds planted, growing in our hearts, just sitting there, known by us, close to you, ready to, for you to draw on, to remember, to apply, to pray over, to proclaim when you need to. And then another passage in First Peter touches on this same thought. First Peter chapter 1 Verse 22 says, Having purified your souls by your obedience to the truth for a sincere brotherly love, love one another earnestly from a pure heart since you've been born again. So love one another encompasses so many behaviours that don't really feel suitable and convenient for us, uh, you know, when people do the wrong thing. Love is unconditional and God frustratingly calls us to keep loving people even when we don't want to. And yet, there it is. Come on, just love. That sort of, as I said, a bit of a summary for all the commandments and callings of good behaviour, just to love people. But look what it says. You've been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable. In other words, but of an imperishable seed through the living and abiding Word of God. So there again is the key. The Word of God living and abiding in our hearts. And notice it's called a seed. So I want you to think with me this morning, just for these few moments, about the Word in our hearts like a seed, because it is a seed. The Word of God, in fact, we know, we haven't got time to look at them, but in all three synoptic Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke and Matthew, Mark and Luke, uh, Jesus tells the parable of the sower and he says he sows seeds and it has different results and it all depends on the hearts of the recipients and the seed is the word of God. And so just think about seeds for a moment. They're incredible, aren't they? Because they're tiny little things, but they're packed full of power. They've got this amazing potential in them. 
You can buy it for a few bucks, go to the nursery, put a few packets of seeds and you plant them and then months later you can have just an entire, your garden get overwhelmed with massive pumpkins and they just grew out of tiny little seeds or tomatoes and all sorts of you know, herbs and plants and flowers and stuff and they can grow not just a few little herbs, they can grow orchards and vineyards and forests and whole landscapes can be changed just because of the power of a seed. And it's the same with God's Word. We've had words of prophecy today and they can change our lives. You can hear the still small voice, a little whisper from the Holy Spirit and He can help you make a good choice and avoid somewhere a direction in life that was not going to work out and lead you onto paths of righteousness and glory and blessing. And then, of course, we've got the Word of God, the most accurate source for us to rely on God's Word and it brings power and anointing and promises from God into our lives. So it's amazing because when we, you read the Bible, it talks about itself. It tells us how amazing the power of the Word is. It's a lamp to my feet, light to my path. Uh, the entrance of the Word brings light. God created the heavens and the earth by His Word. Jesus is the Word incarnate, come into the flesh. The Word is alive. It's full of power. There's so much there. And here it comes to us when we've got the right conditions in our heart for a seed to be planted, for it to sprout, to grow and to bear fruit. Now, of course, fruit's amazing because fruit contains seeds. And we know, you know, vegetables, you know, fruit, well, tomatoes, eggplants, they're still fruit because although they're savoury kind of foods, they're fruit because they've got seeds in them. And that's the definition of fruit, that it contains, a, you know, it is a seed-bearing structure. And, and so that's kind of cool because fruit grows and then it, produces seeds, which in turn gets planted, which in turn grows and produces fruit, which, in, you know, produces... So it's this wonderful cycle. And it's, again, how God's Word works in our heart. When we have His Word, we can be fruitful. We can produce fruit that is a seed into other people's lives that then grows in them. And so the things that we say and the lifestyle we lead and the words that we share can be planted in people's hearts. And you need the Word in your heart because the Word sustains us. When life comes, the, the level of the Word of God in us helps us to stay strong and like if you imagine the, you know, the, the person and inside you've got like, does any, is anyone old enough to remember Prince Planet? Oh, it's so sad. A random weird cartoon that was only ever made for a few years in Japan, but it must have been on repeat when I was a kid. This little cartoon character and he uh, would always get, you know, beaten up by the bad guys and he had a big P on his chest and the guys in the operating head office or something would send power to him and the pea would grow up. Yeah, Prince Planet, woo! And his pea would get filled up and then this little guy would bash up the evil guys. It was brilliant. It was just amazing. I don't know why it only lasted for a couple of seasons, but I, uh, I think it's a really obscure, one of those little Japanese cartoons. But anyway, I have this image of my Prince Planet, you know, inside. So if you think you've got two levels, you've got a level of stress from the pressures of the world rising and rising. But if you've got the level of the word higher than that, 
and you can deal with or overcome or be on top of or have perspective over the pressures and the stuff of the world. But if your level of the word is low, pressures come and it's all happening and, and, and stress will just overwhelm you. And you can see that, sadly, in many Christians' lives. When you talk to them, you realise, where's the word here? Where's God? Where's the prayers going? Because they're talking about the problems and they're dealing with it in the natural and they're ringing this person and worrying about that and angry at this. And, that. and, and the word of God is down low and it's not strong and high and enough in their heart to deal with that issue. But we have a choice. If we get the word in us, if we read it, study it, believe it, meditate on it, we can be strengthened in our heart and not just for our own benefit, but like I said, fruit and seeds into other people's lives. And so I was thinking about this because we, was, we said we would have some words, we would have some prophecies, and that's cool, but the... They're only as strong as they are supporting the word of God, the accurate written word, and they work together. And God's word comes into our life, and of course we we then have to decide what we do with it. But it is empowering when we draw on it and live from it and stand on it and know it, and and it brings us ah, His promises, His peace, His direction. Uh, and, and we don't have to freak out when life comes smacking us in the face. Of course, we have issues, but the pressures don't overwhelm us. We are more than conquerors. We are able to carry through the challenges, yeah? And so uh, that's God's will for us uh, as individuals and as a church. Now, next Sunday is the last Sunday this month, and we'll be, you know, probably singing one more retro song and might show some photos of the last 25 years, you know, we'll do a kind of a celebration thing. But I really want to talk next Sunday about the next 25 years because that's where we're heading. <laughs> we're not going backwards. We can learn from the past, but we're stepping into the future every second of our lives. So we've got to be prepared for it, know where God's going. And we trust him. Of course, he doesn't reveal everything completely, but we just sometimes get one step sometimes he doesn't reveal the next step until you've stepped out of the boat and you don't actually know you know where you're going but we have to be prepared for the future Um, but what I want to encourage you with today is the fact that when the words in us we can be fruitful because the word is the seed and it will grow and it will produce fruit and that fruit has seeds in it in it that you will then sowing in the world around you. And it may be sometimes a deliberate stepping into a a, a place of witnessing where you overcome a little awkwardness, but you sense the Holy Spirit stirring you and you share your faith and you're planting a seed very much, quoting the Word of God or encouraging someone or praying for them. Sometimes it's just a seed of your lifestyle, just a godly, holy lifestyle and character qualities that are planting seeds and you don't even realise it and someone, you know, the Billy Graham, Billy Graham Association has um, found through surveys that people, when they come to commit their lives to Christ, have had on average, I think it was 14 different encounters with the gospel 
with people sharing their faith or reading a tract or seeing something on television or reading a Gideon's Bible they were given when they went to primary school or their grandmother telling them on her deathbed they need to give their life to Christ or the stranger who just randomly said Jesus loves you or the, you know, all these lots of little, and everyone is a seed and it takes, and people go from like a minus 10 against God and not knowing him and not knowing his love and grace. They might be on that scale and they're hovering now at this kind of minus one and they're ambivalent but open and then they're, and they cross over the line and so I'm giving my life to Christ. And so our lifestyle needs to be a seed planting lifestyle yeah? and we're looking at being fruitful into the future and, uh, and we just love this uh, image of the apple trees that Ruth shared on recently. We'd used this comparison to talk about different kinds and styles of churches. And then we went to this conference and this woman started prophesying over us and singing about apple trees. And she's wondering, I hope this means something. It doesn't, you know? and, uh, and so um, we just uh, step in with that appreciation, yeah, that we can be fruitful in the Lord. We hope you've enjoyed this week's sermon. For more information or to contact us, visit c3church.narara.net.